Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Our, our two-year anniversary is coming up, by the way. By the way, we should do something. Are you excited? We should do something. I don't give a yes. fuck. <laughs> I'm joking. It's good. I'm excited. The uh, do you know what day day it is? Do you know? I have it on my calendar. Uh, today yeah. is uh, Tuesday. No, do you know what? You, it's the 13th of April. Oh, there we go. And we're gonna have to do something for it. So, yeah. There you um, go. I told Stop. everyone you get your top off on a live Instagram feed, and that was how we were gonna celebrate. Uh no. Just quieting down, baby. Capita export value. Libraries. Chris, are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gonads to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. I've got, I got sticky fingers because I just had a cinnamon bun. <laughs> Okay, well, tell me more that, about your that? sticky fingers, Reese. Well, um, I already sealed myself in the in the booth. Um, uh, booth of I, stickiness. I know you've not, been working in the booth of stickiness for a long time. <laughs> I call it the, the, the chamber of armpits because it's the booth with no air conditioning, and that you've 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 been in it as well. I wanna I wanna talk more about your booth of stickiness. 
Oh, it's not. It's, it's the the chamber of armpits where, uh, <laughs> you know, the smaller booth where. I still can't see my. I can see your waveform. It's fine. Is it nice and big? Yeah, it looks big to me. It's a it <laughs> compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> so, looks fine. <laughs> Don't do the intro. Yeah, I feel like we should. Yeah, let's start. I'll do it. Well, welcome to whatever this show has devolved into. Uh, Canadian politics is boring. My name is Jesse Harley, and with me, as always, is the ineffable Reese Waters. Uh, (laughs) Hi. That's yeah. yeah. There you go. I don't know. You you didn't. You couldn't see it, but I did one of those really bad turn to cameras as if. Oh hi! (laughs) I was just recording the podcast. Um, like they did in every single uh, 90s sitcom. Yeah, yeah. And, title and, and screen. It, yeah, exactly. And and I just realized that um, this is just pure audio and it was wasted on everyone apart from me. But it was worth it just for me. So It just reminded me of too many cooks. You're familiar oh, with too many you cooks. Know, yeah, you know too many cooks? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watch it. Every, I make my kids watch it every day before they go to school. <laughs> okay, that's a bit disturbing. <laughs> uh, d- dear listener, if you're not familiar with too many cooks, just... Trust me, it's it is worth. What is? It? I think it's like twenty minutes long, but it is Grab worth the kids, every sit down and enjoy second. it. It's worth every second. It just reminded <laughs> me nineteen nineties uh, sitcoms sort of thing. Yeah. Just, oh. So Jesse, I've got a question yeah. for you. My vo- I don't know why my vo- my voice sounds uh, hoarse. Yeah, yeah it weird. doesn't it sounds totally fine. It's fine. Does it sound yeah. fine to you? Okay. I've never known anyone to be so self critical of themselves. Just be you. Nobody. What's that? Nobody. Right. Yeah, you, Nobody? You're like, oh, I'm like, oh, Jesse, the podcast is going really well. There's people across the country and the world listening to it. And, and look, you know, we're getting these opportunities. And you're like, yeah, but I'm worried that it's just not going very well. I'm I'm the Eeyore of, of our duo. You're the Eeyore of the podcast world. <laughs> I was going to say just of our duo, but you're, you're I'm the Eeyore of the entire podcasting world. Yeah. All right. That's... <laughs> <laughs> we just signed with Acast and you're like, yeah, but... <sighs> what is the point? <laughs> <laughs> this, anyway. is, this is why you're too. Ch- I think this is why we make a good, a good duo. Is we're is we're like opposites of one another. You are forever the optimist. No matter what happens to you, you'll you like your house you could burn down, and you'd be standing outside three o'clock in the morning in your boxer shorts, watching the blaze, thinking to yourself, "My God, this is a this will just be a great story to tell." And also, I've got full insurance. We're going to get new stuff. And a bag of marshmallows. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is totally a win. <laughs> so. Meanwhile, I'll win the lottery and think, oh, this isn't enough. Oh, yeah. This is only I wanted three balances. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I've got a new neighbor, and um, they, they've got a really fancy house that, they, that was built, a brand new one. And they have like four Hold or on, five. What? Uh, what? Sorry? constitutes a fancy house in your mind it, it was like it sold for like a million dollars oh that's pretty right, which in atlantic canada is a fancy house yeah it's a fancy house hmm. yeah and um and the neighbor's got like five cars and like they, it looks like but they're like all like Jesus. sports cars or like a hummer and all these things and it looks like a rap video like they're just looking at their house <laughs> so um that's amazing time, every, who the fuck like what Oh, God, that's. But every time I drive past, I'm just like living in a rap video. <laughs> look, that's kind of sad, honestly. Look, kids, there's our neighbor who lives in a rap video. Wave, like, so. help, help me! I can't escape. Help, please. 
<laughs> I'm just rhyming badly all day. His face pressed exactly. up against the window. Camera crew behind him. I don't know. I don't know where this voice came from, but I like it. I might use it some more. I'm in a rap video. Ah. Um, so, Jesse, I've got a question for you. Do you own a house? No. I wish. Do you live, do you live in one? Uh, kind of. It's like a house with like apartments in it sort of thing. So you've got you've got your own place to live. So this episode is called The Housing Crisis is Bullshit. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I, I Especially want- Nova Scotia with uh, our, our... You know what we need in Nova Scotia? I'm sure we've had this discussion, but like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that like people are kind of complaining about and yelling about and and you know there's a lot of problems that Nova Scotians have but and I don't mean to disclude the rest of the country but Nova Scotia has one problem that I think if we solved this one problem above all else we'd be far far better off we desperately need more condos just and like any or any condos, give me one or two other condos. It's fine. At the moment, we are in desperate need of condos. We are sorely lacking in condos, um, specifically condos. So yeah, yeah. One, one throwing the, that out there, and they kind yeah. of look. They look the same. You literally build one, and you could be anywhere in the world. They just yeah. Look I, the same. I mean, I, I don't mean low cost housing. No, no, I don't no. Mean affordable Car- housing. I mean characterless, overpriced ones with a coffee shop in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't have yeah. enough of those, and a, and a trendy local brewery. Right. My God, that I, that so I assume bad. is struggling to pay the rent. <laughs> But I'm honestly, so fucking sick of the condos in Nova Scotia. I'm no, just no, in but, case you guys weren't picking up on my insane sarcasm. If so, some, if there's construction happening in Nova Scotia, there's a 99 percent chance that is being made into a fucking condo, and it's everywhere. I don't know. We don't like to the point where Nova Scotians routinely have the question, like they they talk to themselves, like what is going on? Like it's that much to the point of like what is happening? What is like seriously? What what is going on? We're all kind of befuddled. By well, it. It, don't so, really understand. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there is a housing crisis, and there's not enough homes. Everyone is struggling to find housing, um, unless you've got a ton of money. But the the thing is, is that they are building lots, but they they're not building houses that are affordable for people. Most people who are struggling to find housing. God, no, no. Like Halifax, Nova Scotia was, I think, recently. But this is this is Canada wide. Most. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm just I'm from here, so it's a little hits me harder. But like we're we've been deemed the most expensive city to live in all of the country, uh, including Victoria, compared to wages and everything. Yeah, every yeah, like yeah. cost of living. So, so like rent and, is insane. And like the, the like where I live, like there is they're building tens of thousands of new housing units, but they're all they all cost like they're not affordable. a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they all cost. <laughs> and and then not that I live in like a fancy neighborhood or anything, but it's just that the new developments all tend to be like they start at like six hundred thousand, and like the Nova Scotian government announced that they they were spending twenty two million dollars to build three hundred and seventy three new affordable housing units, and that's it, like three hundred forty three affordable units. Oh my god! Um, well, I mean, you know, it's so, so, it's a start. I'll give them that because before they yeah. said that there was nothing. Right, like except for more condos, it's, which yeah. <laughs> are like but unaffordable it, condos. It's a very, it's it's like you've just taken um, a band aid off your arm and you've just tried to stick the Titanic back together with it. But that's what it's like. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's a small tent. Yeah, um, that was one of my better metaphors. We want cheap shit. labor, but we don't want to give them a place to live. 
No, exactly. Yeah, why, don't, why don't you sleep under your stone. desk? The new <laughs> desk hammock. Sleep under your desk. There we go. It's made from renewable materials. So, Jesse, what do you think affordable housing is? How would you define affordable housing? A house that you can afford. Is, um, so I don't know. I, that's a, I mean, like, they, they, in quotes, they say that you should be able to pay for where you live, whether it be rent uh, or mortgage, with one third of your paycheck, which I still think is quite a large it is, yeah. of money. Yeah. But that's what they say. Yeah. So that's it. it's, it's 30% of a household's before tax income. It deems it as affordable housing. So you're only spending a third of your money up for a before roof. Before taxes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Exactly. So, and I mean, then, that's, that's before so affordable. It's, prob- it's probably more like 40%, maybe yeah, more. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then and the problem is as well, what happens is if you live in an ex- if you don't want to live in an expensive area and you want to move further out and get cheaper, um, uh, cheaper accommodation or cheaper housing costs, then that just increases your transportation costs. So is when you use that as a term... Unless you just never leave the woods. Yeah, it's just too complicated. So so when someone buys a cheaper house out, it de- it increases the transportation costs. So it's a very simple way of of defining what affordable housing is. Um and uh it's this thing called anyone who spends more than 30% of their income on shelter are classed um they're deemed to be considered core housing need, and core housing need helps identify a households living in dwelling dwellings considered unsuitable, inadequate, or unaffordable, and are also considered income levels so that you basically can't afford um, where you're living now or any suitable or adequate housing within the community you live. I think that covers so anyone who's spending more than thirty percent, which is a lot of people, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, are, are at that stage of of um, uh, core housing. Uh, uh, sorry, at the stage of um, uh, in in core housing need, it's crazy, and uh, so and and a lot of the stats I don't think have even caught up. So, twenty eighteen, eleven percent were in core housing need. I think it's probably going to be higher than that. So, uh, hold on, core core. You're saying core housing? Core housing need is in they they spend more than thirty percent of their income on housing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And rent is a three times more likely to be. Uh, core housing need than homeowners i know um, several i know several people who have to live with like a large amount of roommates uh, simply because if they didn't they would not be able to live at all yeah uh, and that's that's kind of like they don't live with a large amount of roommates because they want to live with 27 people that's, that's it's just the only is the only affordable <laughs> option oh and the other thing although is if- although to, to, like, to be fair like i should i said that was an exaggeration but uh years ago when i was looking for a place of my own in halifax i was i was looking around and I love this one. This one ad didn't didn't show what was really going on. It was like you know the photos were nice and all that. I'm like, okay, well, this is this could be a thing. And there's oh, there's roommates. They just said roommates. They didn't specify anything else. Of course they didn't, because no one would show up if they told you exactly what was going on. So I go to this apartment, and it's a tiny fucking apartment, like a one bedroom <clears throat> apartment with a tiny little kitchenette that turns into a tiny little living room and like it, that's it. And it was in this kind of rundown gross apartment building. And I, and I get like someone like unlocks, meets me at the door downstairs and brings me up in the elevator and he's kind of shy looking. And I'm like, okay, well that's fine. You're just meeting me for the first time. And he brings me inside and there's like, 
eight or nine college students living on the floor, like on air mattresses and blankets. Eight or nine. Maybe that might be an exaggeration. It might have been like seven, right? And they're all well, they looking at they, me like... They all like, watching 10 Things I Hate About You and I'm going to sleep over. <laughs> no, they were living there while going to college. And they, they all looked at me like, like deers in headlights. And one of them said, like, you can have the bedroom. The bedroom can be yours if you want. Because I guess I would be paying for the majority <laughs> of the rent or whatever. I don't know. And but I was great. Just, I can step over you in the yeah. night. <laughs> My good. God, man. That's, yeah, so. but that's but that, 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 that's <laughs> inadequate housing because that also. So I lived there for four years. At, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and you and you're still good friends now. Oh yeah, um, that's good. All of you. Um, so also, you're twice as likely to be in core housing need if you're a visible minority. And 37 percent of seniors are core housing need, so they're living in unaffordable oh, homes, um, which is crazy. Uh, and if you spend more than 50% on housing, you're considered severe housing need. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people who spend that much on their income and are just eating noodles and just saying, hey, we'll pay it off one day. And then maybe we'll be able to afford to have a life as well as a, as a home. Um, it's just pretty common, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I moved to Atlanta, the joys Canada, of capitalism. Once again. So most of Canada's social housing was built between 1946 and 1993. So the, the problem is there's so much construction going on all across Canada, but it's not the right kind of housing to solve any of these problems. Is and this, is this episode, are you trying to just sneak in an educational episode? No, no, no. I'm going to get, it's just no, like, I'm just going to teach Jesse about how this, the shitty housing crisis, <laughs> he's going to learn something today and he's going to expect something wild and crazy. But by the end of the episode, he's just going to have learned. Oh, oh, oh no, I no, can't no. wait. Like, no, no, I, I, this is, this is like, this is, this, it's combination. Someone, someone better be on fire by the end of this episode. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, how about Not like you or me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just know, somebody. Like, okay. Every, everyone's drunk. So, uh, do you th- what I think the problem is that a lot of this construction is going on because um, do you think that if a property developer gives a politician lots of money, yeah. they, they will prioritize social housing or do you think they'll let them build? If who gives condo? a politician lots of money? Sorry, uh, a property developer, construction companies, people building these condos you love so much. If they do you think they're going to be up for doing more social housing? Well, <sighs> Our politicians are so corruptless. They're just, it's impossible. You make up a word. I did. Did you like it? Corruptified. Corrupt. (laughs) No, I was saying corruptless. Corruptless. Completely unable to be corrupted. Oh, yeah. yeah, No no matter how much money you, or sex that you throw at them, or drugs, um, they will always do the morally right. Yeah. 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 Always do the right thing. So uh, obviously, no. The uh, I, they must have other reasons for not, like for not uh, addressing the housing crisis. I'm guessing um, because they really want to address the housing crisis. I'm guessing that Jesus came down and told them not to for reasons, and they're like, "Well, God works in mysterious ways. Can't touch the housing, that make affordable housing right now." So just and that. No, I'm no, surprised exactly. they haven't told us that because, like, everyone. I, I wish they just. I just wish they'd open up and say it because, you know, because right. I'm. It's important. No one's ever solved a housing crisis in their entire lives. It's just impossible. It's impossible. It's just, it is impossible. Like it's yep. too hard. Um, <laughs> it's not even worth. Everyone by the time you've done it, you're like. 
Um, I remember I tried to solve the housing crisis once, and I woke up three days on the, later. On the shitter. I didn't, I didn't remember what happened. Um, <laughs> there was dried blood all around my mouth, and um, Jesus and Christ! I didn't. I so didn't I don't know if you heard what I said, but I said that you were trying to solve the housing crisis <laughs> on the shitter, and then you said you woke up three days later with dried blood around your mouth. I'm like, and I'm still picturing you like waking yeah, up out of a coma on the on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is just too hard. No wonder the politicians don't address this issue. <laughs> so I, this is a, I've got a, uh, an article from uh, the Thai. Where is Daddy? Oh, he, dad, Daddy's in another toilet coma. Just try, leave. Try, he tried to solve the housing crisis and uh, we just need to wait for him to come back around. <laughs> so. And you just like you kind of stumble out of the bathroom, dried blood around your mouth. You're like, yeah, yeah. nope, nope, sorry, no, honey, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, dear. Come. She comes, runs over, puts a blanket around your shoulders, and your it's children like, run up to you. Stop trying to solve the world problems on the toilet. <laughs> you keep blanking out. We had to shit in a bucket for three days. She's like, okay. are you trying to solve problems in there? <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, so the, I, I I found a really good, interesting article from June 2018 by Jeff um, Dembecki, uh, and it's it's called "How Developers Sway Vancouver Elections," and it was looking at a municipal election in in um, uh, in Vancouver. So I'm going to read you the article. In the last civic election, Vancouver's most left-leaning party was virtually wiped from the political map. Co- a coalition of the coalition of progressive electors, mayoral candidate candidate Mina Wong, finished a distant third. The political party, which had for decades been a gravitational force in Vancouver politics, failed to elect a single councillor. Um, and they were looking at different reasons why this happened. And apparently, it had been the most expensive election in Vancouver's history. Um, her rival had raised two point nine million dollars, uh, and another party had raised two point four million. Um, on pro-development platforms. The biggest backers by far were companies somehow involved with real estate. Uh, Mina Wong's party had proposed policies such as tax on empty homes and uh, raised less than $100,000. So a lot of the um, the, the, the pro-property developer candidates are being given a lot of money to compete in very small elections where decisions are made on planning and completely flooding the market with with messaging that the, the, the smaller kind of more pro affordable housing parties can't afford to keep up with joy so, this isn't surprising at all it is surprising you just said that, that jesus made them do it so it is surprising. <laughs> it's supposed to be a plot twist no so, one's on fire yet so I'm do, you, do you know do you know who else can you think of a politician um and we once said he looks like he's about to pop uh, who else <laughs> is involved with property developers Aaron O'Toole? No, Doug Ford. Doug Ford, right. Yeah. Doug Ford did look like he's about to pop like a pimple. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so eight of Ontario's most powerful land developers uh, own thousands of prime real estate near the proposed route for the controversial Highway 413, a National Observer Toronto Star investigation has found. Four of the developers are connected to Doug's, Doug Ford's progressive conservative government through party officials and former to- Tory politicians now acting as registered lobbyists. So basically, the, the property developers and the people spending the money on construction and infrastructure all have a direct line and personal interest in a lot of the parties and the decisions being made. Yay. Isn't that good? That's great. 
So what are you going to do about it, Jesse? It's fuck all I could do about it. I'm going to go sit on the toilet for three days and see if I can solve it. <laughs> just blank out. It's just too hard. We've all tried. Doug Ford <laughs> is at a press conference with dry blood around his mouth. <laughs> so we tried. It's just too hard. We're just going to build more condos. That, f- that actually feels good rather than blanking out. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, did you do you know that Canada has the lowest average housing supply per capita out of housing the, supply? Yeah. So, how many houses are available for people to live in compared to the population? Oh, um, out of all of the G seven countries, so it's there are four hundred twenty four units per one thousand people in all of Canada. In all of Canada, which is behind the UK, which is a small island with almost double the population compared to the world's second largest country that has so much space that it's an entirely manufactured... It's a manufactured crisis. Or it's not even manufactured, it's just an accident that nobody wants to correct. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, so what's going to happen? This, this can't keep going. Like, well, I, gonna... I, th- I thought that we could come up with some solutions on this podcast between the two of us. Oh, God. What? It just, it, well, <laughs> hold on. I had to move my laptop to the bathroom then. Get some get some serviettes for my blood encrusted <laughs> get, a, get a wet wipe to <laughs> a moist towelette for the dried blood for when you wake up roughly on the weekend sometime. <laughs> so... No, the honestly though, and and this is I like, like your hammock under the desk idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, in desk fact, it's perfect for capitalism, kind of in this day and age. Why, why bother paying for a house, Reese? We so- haven't done this in two years, but you should come up with a commercial on the spot for desk hammocks. Okay, what, yeah, and with um, music and, and sound effects like we used to do. Okay, shall I just do the improv now? Yeah. Okay, I want to do my PSA voice. Hang on. <clears throat> do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there, Johnny. What's that? You work 12 hours a day in an office for a job that you hate? You can't afford your home, but you don't spend any time there anyway. You're always at your desk, so why not make your desk your home? <laughs> New desk hammock conveniently folds away so your boss doesn't know that you sleep there. Lifts you off the ground so that the cleaners may hoover underneath you. 
and is waterproof, washproof, made <laughs> from environmentally friendly materials and can be recycled. New desk hammock. Your life is miserable, so why not embrace it? That was, a... <laughs> that was good. Thank that was you. good. I don't know if it was as good as uh, uh, moose suppositories or uh, snortable mustard, but it was. I'll, 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 yeah, it was yeah. It's Tuesday afternoon. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to give you some answers about you know. So you know, you know all these condos that they build. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they're everywhere you know so so nova scotia i have i've heard rumors i've heard a number of rumors as to why what's happening some that have to do with money laundering it's just to do with to money do with, it's just like money. foreign uh foreign parents who want to send their children to university and so that they they buy these condos in advance for anticipating when their children are going to university that's another rumor i've heard i don't know how much validity is is put into any of these but Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so, so Nova Scotia is building these um, social housing units. But they, they, what they're doing is making the same mistake everybody else has ever done with building social housing. And that is that they're just building all of the social housing in one place, highly concentrated. And it's no, in no way anywhere near or mixed in with any of the new developments for unaffordable housing. So um, in the UK, and this used to be a good thing that has now been watered down, there was a thing called Section 106. So if a property developer wanted to build a, say it wanted to build a hundred, a development of a hundred homes, at least like 25% of those homes had to be social housing or at least affordable so that it was a mixture of different incomes in one area rather than concentrating the rich people in one place and the poorer people in another place, which is typically bad. Um, mm-hmm. And also that that planning, the, the the company that was coming in to do it would also have to pay money to help create new spaces in schools and hospitals in the area as well, and make sure that they helped pay for parks and everything else, so that they so this this was put in place. This at was one point. U- this this was in the UK, and um, uh, it's, it's how I, me and my wife, got on the property ladder because they had to build affordable housing in in new developments that um, are alongside their more profitable kind of homes. Um, it was just the law that they brought in. Um, so it is. It's like so. All these new new condos. There's no affordable units in those condos, really. But if they were t- told by the law that they had to make like a certain percentage of them affordable, then they just wouldn't have a choice. They could still make the make a ridiculous amount of money on everything else. But at least there were some new affordable ones created. That's one idea, Jesse. How did that work? It worked. Like I said, I got on the ladder because of that. Hmm. So what's stopping us from doing it here? Again, just who do you think? Jesus. Why, why do you th- yeah, Jesus again. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus told them that people, you know, people will only love uh, each other and, and themselves when they have nothing to live for. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just strive ever closer to that goal. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I've never read the Bible, but I had a pretty good kids' version of it, and that's that's the message I got. So, um. Have you, have you ever heard of Keyside Village in, in North Vancouver? I have not. So in 1998, they opened Keyside Village, which was um, a community. Um, it's like a mini condo, but not like really tall. And it was sev- it was 19 residential units that had, uh, an all, sorry, 19 residential units and, and some commercial space. And they were mixed between bachelor, one and two bedroom flats, as well as two and three bedroom townhouse units. Um, some of them were sold as um, 
affordable homes, some were sold um, at market value, some were rental units. And it was just a, a community where they had this courtyard. It's still there and everything. And it was really compact. It was only a quarter of an acre that it took out. And if you were a family, it meant you'd get a backyard. If you uh, were not really interested in having that, you'd have like a nice view of the city. So they kind of built all these units. So it was a mixture of families and um, young people. And they even had a community garden where they could grow fruit, vegetables, herbs, um, and those kind of things. And they had a meditation room and a rooftop deck that was communal as well. Um, Still is. And it was kind of built as like a model. And they built one of those in the 90s and they never built another one again. Oh, my God. (laughs) So... Of it course. sounds great. <laughs> it does sound. Would yeah, you live there? Good. Yeah, it sounds fun. It's like, where are you going? I'm going to the communal garden to just dig up my beans. <laughs> and so here goes Reese playing with his beans in the garden again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I woke up in the communal garden with dried blood around my mouth. I thought I could. I thought I could solve world hunger with my beans. <laughs> you thought you could what? Solve world hunger with my beans. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> uh, so this, if we get like, if you don't have a title for this podcast episode, I think you should call it "Waking Up with Dried Blood Around Your Mouth." Just say, <laughs> let's just really confuse people for yeah, a second. Yeah, I tried to solve the world's problems, and I woke up with it's <laughs> too hard. Right. It's just too hard. Like global warming. Don't even the amount of times I've woken up just in a forest with my trousers around my ankles, dried blood around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny, but it is. <laughs> I think it's a better excuse for us not doing anything to solve any problems. So there's just like an off switch in your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so oh. I, I honestly, I think that it's a mixture of people are getting paid off people, are, a massive lack of imagination Oh yeah, um, because Canada has so much space. Oh, huge. And we're like greatly underpopulated as well. Exactly. So why, why does the country with like so much space? So like meaning, meaning like we have all kinds of problem. space, we have all kinds of space and we can take in more people at the same yeah. time as like yeah, I don't know. That's if Canada is taking in more people, but it's still yeah, not addressing are, yeah. the housing crisis. We take them in, but we don't let them live anywhere. Except yeah, exactly. Like hammock under their desk. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we just hand out hammocks, desk hammocks, desk hammocks. Go find a desk. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Canada. It's not even their own desk. Just no, no, it's go just find a desk. desk. Just sit, get in, going to work, sit at your desk, accidentally kicking someone who's asleep, going, I'm sorry I had to come in early. You have to work around me. <laughs> like, um, but I honestly, I think it's a lack of imagination. I, have you ever heard of a thing called World War II? It rings a bell, Reese. Yeah. It's, it was, it was the, the one that happened after World War I. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, well, it was the last World War because the third one will be the end of all of us. So... Um, the, Always the optimist. <laughs> so, so um, Brit- Britain had been bombed to pieces, um, and 
there was est- it was estimated that they needed to build immediately a quarter of a million new homes. Okay. To provide all families in 1945 with accommodation. So they, they started this massive home building program that was really successful. A lot of the houses they built, people still live in today and are of really good quality. But what they did was they came up with this thing where they were like, we don't just need new houses. We need new towns and new cities. Right. So they actually planned. Um, there was a thing called the the New Towns Act of 1946, which basically was... Um, uh, the idea was it was, a, it was supposed to be a revolution. So the, the to create machinery for positive town construction. Um, so they built 27 new towns uh, in the UK over a period of like decades. Um, and they include places like, uh, that are like big, now big towns that grown into being cities like Milton Keynes, um, places like uh, Cumbran, which is near where I grew up. Uh, which is like just a whole purpose-built town, essentially, where and a lot of them were built like so that you had space. There would be like a nice grassy area that the houses were built around. They were on trains. They were, it was easy to get a train there. They had train lines running through, so you didn't necessarily have to have a car. It was walkable. Like shops were within walking distance. And uh, it was just a nice place to live. And they still are like the nicest places to live because they were laid out in a way where people were like, let's build whole new towns, des- design them and build them in a way that people would like to live there. Um, wow. and, and that was in a small country, which didn't have a lot of space. And I'm like, Canada's got so much space. You could easily just go, well, there's not enough space. So let's just build some more communities that don't rely on cars and also that are nice rather than just shoving condos in bits. Shoving condos in bits. Yes, small bits. So what was the name of that act that that said the if new, you're... A, the New Towns Act of 1946. Was that the one that where developers are going to... If developers are coming in to build, you know, uh, houses or, or whatever, uh, they had to... So, they had to create a percentage of that for that was at least affordable. A lot so, of the houses they were building were affordable because a lot of the people didn't have money to buy houses then. They were like moving out of the cities that were in ruins. And no, but is that the name of the act? The New Towns Act. Is that's, this, what, that's what you were talking about. Is that? Oh, that was no, that was Section 106, which is Section, one, section 106. So in so, Canada, all we have to do is make sure that none of our politicians are corrupt are put in some sort of law that prohibits them from accepting bribes uh, or or punishments if they do accept bribes. And then in state section 106, is it 106? Yeah. Uh, Canada-wide. Um, and so then, if you're going to build new stuff, you've got to make 25% of it affordable. Right. So all of that seems easily doable. Um it was being done, right? So yeah, many let's times. just. They also they also you know, did it just in. Do it. You know? They did it in France, Germany, Italy, Sweden, and there's a lot of places in um, in the U.S. where they've done it as well. Um, there's places like Peachtree City in Minnesota and uh, Riverside Plaza in Minneapolis. So they just built entire new towns just to solve housing crises and like also to do better planning. So rather than just cramming more people in areas that are already built up and don't need more people, you just purpose build one that is hey if we design it this way there'll be less traffic if we design it this way they they can get a bus or a train to work rather than driving all the time you're missing a huge huge point though here reese you're missing everyone is that everyone in politics is just shit no well yes but like you're let's really narrow it down and look at like look at it from their side okay you've got these real estate developers who are you know 
really, really wealthy, but they're not rich enough. They need more money, right? Always they need the more, all of the more money. And in order for them to do that, they go to the politicians who need more power and need more money as well. They need they need more power and money, like doubly so. So the two of them working together, the, the real estate people who need more money, they pay off the politicians who need more money and power so that both of them can have more money and more power because they don't have enough. Do you see their side? Do you see their side of the coin? You got to look at both yeah, sides, Reese. Both but sides. Was, I, I got a quick fix for this, though. So politicians... They first of all they want power, but as they get old and they realize they can't play the political game anymore, they want legacy. So you look at like they want to have some kind of legacy though, so that when they leave and they're not prime minister or premier or anymore, that people remember them in 20, 30 years' time rather than the like names just vanishing overnight. So if we say to them, Hey, if you build a load of new towns, you will name them after you. So Go, hey, Justin, you can have Trudeau Town. Hey, Trudeau Town. You can have <laughs> O'Toolsville. Um, or Toolville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and like, I think that if we let them kind of go, uh, you'll be great. You'll be remembered. You've got to get politicians who are like uh, either um, just so old, they don't give a shit anymore, and they're just worried about their legacy, and then they probably do it. But if that's actually it, not a bad idea. Honest to God, that's not a bad idea. Like, just really pushing it like, Pushing their, pushing the agenda towards their strengths or their. You go in a hundred years' time. They'll go. Who built this city? It was that man. There. He's dead. There's the statue. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, probably gonna have to remove it because it turns out he was racist to the, right, to yeah, the standards of today. But <laughs> <laughs> they don't know they're dead. So <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. Housing crisis solved. This is just not that. It's not hard. Glad we did this. I didn't black out once. There's no dried blood. All the blood is still liquid. All the blood around your mouth is still yeah, liquid. Yeah, all the blood is just, all the blood I'm vomiting up is just flowing. Where's fine. the vomit coming from now? It's That's just blood. New. I'm vomiting up blood. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not from my stomach. It's just from my brain hurting from thinking about all these big problems that no one can solve. <sighs> that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so there wasn't though. anyone gonna, on fire. Gonna, was that nope. nobody was nope. on fire in the end? And in the end, it was literally just you teaching me about the housing crisis. That's no, this was an educational we were, episode. We were brainstorming solutions and making jokes about uh, impromptu comas from thinking yeah, too hard. I had to make jokes because the 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 content of the episode was literally nothing but pure education. You bastard! You tricked me again. This is. This but do you feel better for it? No. Do you feel, I, <laughs> Do you feel like we've given some hope and solutions to, to the world? <laughs> Listen to Jesus and carry a serviette in case there's dry blood. There you go. I yeah, don't know. exactly. What did you learn? Nothing. That the housing crisis exists and politicians are corrupt. And that and they don't want to do anything. To, they and they don't, don't want to do it. anything about it. They don't want to fix, fix it. They don't want to yeah. fix it. I, I, the call to action... No, wait, hold on. What about, don't we have a... Uh, oh, we had, yeah, we got... I got in. Listen to this, listen to this. We got a haiku. I'm just going to play this for you. Ready? You ready? All right, I'm ready. This is Lynette from Alberta. Hi, Lynette from Alberta. Hi, Reese and Jesse. This is Lynette from Alberta, and I'd like to submit a vaccine haiku. Vaccines gird our cells against an unkind virus's austere reckoning. Yeah, thank you for... Uh, <laughs> listening and uh, I actually did read a couplet while I was trying to come up with the haiku initially 
And I think it would be really good for an old-timey PSA if you wanted to use it. Um, it is a tiny virus could do you in, but a tiny poke could save your skin. Um, if you'd like to use it, please feel free. If not, that's fine too. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you. I hope you have a good day. That was lovely. Thank Lynette's you, Lynette. Way more talented than us. Well, I heard good. I heard that um, recording before we we did this, and I swear to God, I thought Lynette, I thought you said a tiny pope would save your skin, and I'm like, what I does that it. mean? <laughs> and I was like getting all deep and like, whoa, this is getting religious and philosophical. A, a tiny pope. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it's just a little one. Just <laughs> good, good, subtle promotion of Catholicism on a podcast. <laughs> um, thank you, so Lynette. I've got so Lynette. Thank you. She, oh wait, you before before we go, we have we have one more haiku. Well, no, no. Before, I've, also, I'm going to do a PSA now. I was just going to say you have to do yeah. a PSA with music and sound um, effects in your PSA. This voice. PSA is a retraction of the previous spit and wipe series. <laughs> New scientific information has been revealed that spit and wipe does not sterilize a needle. <laughs> Instead, we would like to promote something new. I can't even remember. What did she say? A tiny... Pope. A poke. tiny... Poke. A tiny, a tiny, poke. tiny virus will do you in, but a tiny poke could... Save your skin. Our new tagline is, a tiny virus can do you in, but a tiny poke can save your skin. Now some British people repeating that phrase. <laughs> Tiny virus, do you in? Tiny poke, save your skin. There we go. That was a man. <laughs> Listen to him. Goodbye. And remember, spit and... No, don't, don't, don't spit on one. Remember, a tiny virus will do you in, but a tiny poke may save your skin. This message was brought to you by the Ontario Board of Poking. <laughs> There we go. Previously known as the Ontario Board of Spit and Wipe. <laughs> spit and Wipe. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a new corporation called Spit and Wipe Solutions. <laughs> the most environmentally friendly way to sanitize your hypodermic needles. Anyway, so, um, and the other one was from a, a listener called Randomness is Fun 95. Uh, Randomness is fun. Ninety five on Instagram. Uh, my horrible haiku: life saving vaccine, a life saving vaccine, a green life saving vaccine, a green fuzzy bread wagon. Your choice made unknown. Ooh, like oh, that's one. good. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, I like um, that. So you now have to send them. Uh, you now have to send them uh, videos, video messages, Jesse. I do. Just me. Yes. What about you? Well, I, I didn't. It was your idea, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Email us. Uh, they didn't send. Yeah, I suppose. Well, they, just they... email CanadianPolitiksIsBoring at gmail.com and Jesse will send you a video of him dancing with no tomp. That is not the deal. And that is not <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen. A personalized video message is, was, I believe, the original deal. Just email yeah, us. Exactly. Like, exactly. Two of you. Okie dokie. Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye bye. I don't.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 